But there is other other aspects to it as well, laying hands on uh, with on believers, and one of them is that the 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 revelation gifts may be made manifest through the speaking gifts. Speaking gifts being prophecy, uh, diverse kind of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. The revelation gifts being word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, and so the revelation gifts and the speaking gifts are activated through the laying on of hands as well within the church. And we'll pick up an Old Testament account just to show this uh, gift in manifestation. Genesis 48, 10-20 says, Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age, so that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them near him. Uh, okay, I'm just going to cut to the chase quickly because otherwise it's going to take too long to read this passage. Um, Joseph brings his sons to Isaac, to Jacob. Um, his name was Israel as well. Brings his sons to Israel to Jacob, um, Manasseh and Ephraim. And he wants Jacob to bless him, Israel to bless him. Israel lays his hands on, on the sons, both of Joseph's sons. And we're not going to get into the, the blessing because the hands were crossed over because of the blessing uh, out of the right hand, but we're not going to touch on that. But what happens is that when uh, Israel lays his hands on Manasseh and Ephraim, he also then prophesies over them. And he, he says, um, So he blessed them that day, saying, By you, Israel will bless, saying, May God make you as Ephraim and, and, and as Manasseh. And thus he set Ephraim before Manasseh. Um, and so, as I said, I don't want to read the whole account, but what happened here is... Um, Israel lays his hands on the two boys and he prophesies over them. And he prophesies that Ephraim will be greater than Manasseh because Manasseh was the firstborn. Manasseh should have received the firstborn's uh, blessing, but Ephraim received it, the greater blessing. Um, but the point is, is that through the laying on of hands, Israel was able to prophesy over the two boys. He needed to physically put his hands on the boys and then the word of the Lord came forth and he could prophesy over them. Um, and we pick that same kind of principle up in the New Testament, 1 Timothy 4.14. Again, the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy says, Do not ne neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Now, this is not the account where Timothy was filled with the Holy Spirit, because that was Paul laying his hands on Timothy, and Timothy was then filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, this is now Timothy receiving gifts of the Holy Spirit because was, yeah, Paul refers to it, do not neglect the gift that is within you. Talking about a spiritual gift. And how was it given to Timothy? It was given to him by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. So Paul had been present on the occasion. He might have laid hands on Timothy at the same time, but Paul didn't, wasn't used of the Lord to impart the gift to Timothy at that time. And Paul didn't prophesy because he says it was done through the land with the laying on hands of the eldership. So there were other elders around at the time laying hands on Timothy, and one of them prophesied to Timothy, The Lord is imparting this gift to you now. Paul was present and heard that prophetic utterance. And Paul reminds Timothy about that. He said, Don't neglect the gift that you received that day, Timothy. Um, which was given to you by prophecy and with the laying on of hands. And so we see that gifts of the Spirit 
um, or made or made manifest through the laying of hands. We saw in Israel, he laid hands on Ephraim and Manasseh. He blessed them, but he also prophesied over them. And he proclaimed that Ephraim would be greater than Manasseh. And that was that, that, that is true. That's exactly what transpired. Um, and in this account here, we see that uh, when all the elders laid hands on Timothy, one of those elders prophesied, telling Timothy what gift the Holy Spirit was imparting to him at that time. And so the gift was imparted, um, and the, the prophetic um, gift was also enabled through the laying on of hands. And so we need to recognize that this is another way that God uses the laying on of hands in the church. He uses it to um, release giftings, in other words, imparting spiritual gifts, to the individual. Now, just again, as one who uh, is praying for another saint to be full of the Holy Spirit, um, one cannot impart a gift to, from one saint to another saint unless that saint carries that same gift. So, let's say for argument's sake, the elder was given, not given, the elder couldn't do it, the Holy Spirit was using the elders, or that particular elder, to impart the gift of prophecy to Timothy. Well, it's only because that elder had that gift residing on the inside of him that he could be used of the Lord to lay hands on Timothy and impart the spiritual gift of prophecy into Timothy's life. Um, had that elder not had that gift, he couldn't have imparted it. it. It's incumbent on the one who is being used to impart the gift to have the gift themselves. Another couple of scriptures we can look at around this um, concept of the Lord using um, the laying of hands to enable the prophetic gifts to be used and the, the revelation gifts to be made manifest at that time. Acts 9.17 says, And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laid his hands on him. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent you, me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we think that's all that transpired, but that's actually not all that transpired on that occasion because we see more than is transpired when Paul relates it at a later at a time. In Acts 22, verse 12 to 16, we're talking about the incident where Ananias comes into the room and lays hands on Saul. And we think, okay, when well, he laid hands on Saul, Saul was filled with the Holy Spirit and he received his sight. But that's not all that happened. This also happened then. Uh, 22, 12 to 16 says, then a certain Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me, Paul's relating the account now, and he stood and said to me, now when he stood and said to Paul, this is when he was laying his hands on Paul, said to me, brother Saul, receive your sight, and that's what happened, Paul received his sight, and at the same hour looked up at him, then he said, the God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And so we see Ananias laying hands on Saul, and three things actually happened. The, he, he received his sight, the scales fell off his eyes. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with tongues. But Ananias also prophesied over him. 
Because Ananias said to him, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will and see the just one, hear the voice of the mouth, and you will be his witness to all men who, what you have seen and heard. And so Ananias is, is, is prophesying over Saul's life as to what God's called Saul to do. And it's done through the laying of hands. And so we just need to understand that this is one of the other reasons why the church employs the laying of hands. The first reason we saw earlier is uh, to fill uh, the saint with the Holy Spirit so they can speak with other tongues. The second reason here is so that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit can be activated as well. Primarily the gifts of uh, prophecy and the gifts of uh, revelation. Um, word of wisdom in this case and the word of knowledge as well, Ananias. Um, well, and with Timothy, it was the word of knowledge because the Holy Spirit said to Timothy through prophecy what gift he was receiving. He didn't tell Timothy what to do with the gift. It's not recorded, but it was uh, told to, to Timothy, this is the gift that the Holy Spirit is imparting to you. That's the word of knowledge there. And so the gifts of the Spirit are made manifest through the laying of hands. Um, by the person who's doing the laying of hands, they begin to operate. Now, it's not always, but it does happen from time to time. The Holy Spirit now uses that mechanism. The person who's laying hands on the individual um, will be able to impart a spiritual gift to that person. Paul, when he laid hands on the guys in Ephesus, they uh, spoke with tongues and they prophesied. And so they received the gift of prophecy. Um, when the elders laid hands on Timothy, he received a spiritual gift. Um, and Ananias didn't impart a spiritual gift. So those are two accounts of spiritual gifts being imparted. But prophecy, in other words, uh, the gifts of, of speak, the speaking gifts and then word of wisdom or word of knowledge being made manifest at the same time. We have a look at um, Israel laying hands on Manasseh and Ephraim and prophesying. Um, the elder laying hands on Timothy and prophesying. And then we see Ananias laying hands on Saul and prophesying. And so... The, I, the Holy Spirit uses the mechanism of the laying on hands for the, the speaking and the revelation gifts to be made manifest. Now, it doesn't always happen like that. These are accounts given to us in Scripture. It's just one of the avenues that the Holy Spirit has available to Him uh, for the, the gifts of, of, the, of the Spirit to be made manifest as well. And we need to recognize that. And that operates within... Um, the body of Christ. We don't see that operating outside of the body of Christ. That one person would lay hands on an unbeliever and prophesy over them. I don't think there's any account in Scripture that says that. But we do see accounts in Scripture where believers lay hands on fellow believers and prophesy over them. That does happen. And then the other reason that, um, well, the two reasons I suppose, that we in the church lay hands on believers is for healing. Um, and then we also look at and for raising the dead. With regards to healing, we just need to um, have, be discerning in this area because this is where a lot of Christians you know, get a little bit confused here. Because as I said in the previous teaching, with regards to laying hands on unbelievers for healing, the only thing that can block them from receiving is their lack of faith. Nothing else. The sin in their lives is not an issue. They're sinners, but God will heal them because he wants to show them that he's real. But if they, they don't believe, well, then it won't, won't manifest. With regards to Christians, 
Unbelief is also a blockage. If they don't believe, they're not going to receive. But there are other reasons as well that prevent believers from receiving their healing through the laying on of hands. Now, the laying on of hands is available to the church to get people healed. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Uh, James 5 is the passage of scripture that we can look at and we'll get back down to it. It's a very clear passage. And so we are called to lay hands on the sick within the church. But as I say, we need to recognize that within the church there's going to be other factors that will be brought to bear and we need to be aware of them and deal with them if we're going to experience success in this area, the area of healing. I will look at the raising of the dead just now. This is got the area of healing. And so let's look at three passages of scripture and then I'll just comment on because it highlights a, a truth that I want to get across here. Philippians 2 25 to 30 says, Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Since he was longing for you, for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick almost unto death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrows. Um, therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again you may rejoice, and that I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such men in esteem because for the work of Christ he came close to death not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service toward me and then 2 Timothy 4.20 says Erastus stayed in Corinth but Trophimus I left in Miletus sick and then 1 Timothy 5.23 says no longer drink only water but drink uh, use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. And so here we have accounts of three members of Saul's ministry team. Epaphroditus, Trophimus, and Timothy. Now all three of them had been with Paul for quite some time. And so you, we can quite, definitely in the case of, of Timothy, but Trophimus as well, he's mentioned on numerous occasion, occasions, Epaphroditus as, as well. And so these men are relatively mature believers, they're not baby Christians, and they're part of Paul's ministry team, so they travel around with him and they minister with him. All three of them got sick. Um, Timothy seemed to have frequent infirmities according to Paul. Now, we need to recognize something here. Because when it comes to, we read in, 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 the, in the previous account, in the previous uh, teaching, with Paul laying his hands on all of those who were sick in the island of Malta. When he came there and he laid hands on Publius' father-in-law, and then everybody who was sick came to Paul, Paul laid hands on them, and they were all healed. So Paul definitely carried the anointing for healing. I mean, we read the account of cloths were laid on his body and they were taken to people and people were healed. So what's the problem? Why can this apostle, who's clearly anointed by the Lord with gift, gifts of healings, not just lay his hands on Epaphroditus, um, Trophimus and Timothy and just get them healed? Well he can't and the reason he can't do that is because these men 
are relatively mature Christians. And so God expects these guys to exercise their own faith. Because if Paul could do it, because Paul was certainly anointed to do it, and he experienced great success in doing it. Um, and so if it was Paul, they're, his, they're in his ministry team. I mean, he had, he had great love for Timothy, all of them. And so, you know, if it was Paul, up to Paul, he would have got them all healed. Just laid hands on them, they would have been healed, carried on. But he couldn't. He couldn't minister healing to these guys. The reason he couldn't was because they were mature enough to be able to receive directly from the Lord for themselves. And so God was not going to use his apostle to heal them, unless they were prepared to believe that Paul could. I, I, we can only surmise as to why they couldn't exercise their own faith. But what we can, from all of these accounts, understand very clearly is that Paul couldn't minister healing to them. Because if he could, he would have, because they were part of his team. And he didn't want to leave his team lying around sick. So that's one aspect we need to recognize. And when we are praying for Christians who are mature believers, um, not always will we, get, will we meet with success. Because quite often, God expects those mature believers to actually exercise their faith for themselves to receive directly from Him and not have to be ministered to through the laying on of hands. The laying on of hands is, again, let's go back to Jairus and the centurion. Jairus, uh, he, his, his level of faith was low. He needed the laying on of hands. Centurion, great faith. His level of faith was high. And so he just needed the word. The more mature we become in Christ, the more God expects us to grow in faith. And so we get to a point where God says, my word should be good enough for you now. The laying of hands is for the baby Christians. When James talks about the laying of hands, we'll get to it now. He talks about the elders. So he's talking about those who are more mature coming to lay their hands on those who are baby Christians. Because um, he doesn't say the disciples, he says the elders need to be doing this. Why? Because they're more mature, they can impart, they can be used of the Lord for, through the laying of hands. And so with regards to Christians now, that we're not talking about unbelievers, baby believers, when I say baby believers, I'm talking about Christians that have recently been born again and are still very, you know, their walk with the Lord is not that long. God still treats them at the same level as if they were unbelievers. So in other words, with regards to receiving their healing. God allows them to be healed through the laying of hands of those Christians who are more mature. We get hung up on the word elders and we tend to think, well, it can only be the pastors and those are you know, the real elders of the church. But really that word elders talking about the more mature believers laying their hands on the weaker Christians, the baby believers. And so God does then use the laying of hands for the baby believers. Why is that? Because they need that tangible touch again. In order for them to be able to activate their faith, they need, like Jairus, they need that tangible touch to take place. They're not yet at the place where the Word of God is good enough for them. But when it comes to now inside the Christian, uh, the church, God expects His mature believers to have reached the point where His Word is sufficient for them to receive from Him. And he, He's not that keen on them receiving now through the laying of hands. And so that's why we have three 
relatively mature believers in Scripture and New Testament who were all sick in part of Paul's ministry team, and Paul could not minister healing to them through the laying on hands. Because they got into that place where God said, no, 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 these guys should be able to receive directly by my word now. They're mature enough to receive from me through their method.